You're listening to Beyond Leadership. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski, and I want to use the lessons I've learned from 15 years of leadership experience in business, politics, nonprofit, and the military to help you break through the BS of everyone else's expectations so you can lead as your authentic self. Join me every week as I give you tangible ways you can have more influence, more cohesion, more innovation, and more peace of mind when you lay your head down at night. Because leadership is about so much more than just leading. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I am super excited today to talk about something that nobody really talks about. We talk about leading and we talk about leading from the front and being on top of your game and at the head of your organization, but more often than not, we aren't on top, even when we're leading. So often, we find ourselves in the middle. Even when you're on the top of your team structure, you still have someone that you're accountable to, right? It's it's what we never really talk about as leaders, but how do we lead from the middle? Much like middle children, middle management often gets a, a bad rap, right? So how do we do it right? How do we know our place? What do we have to do when we're leading from the middle? Realistically, whether you're in network marketing and you're leading a team, you still have an upline, right? Or you run a nonprofit organization, you probably still have a board of directors. Or if you are the head of a certain department in corporate America, there's still a CEO, right? And you have all of these things that you have to be doing coming at you from all different directions, and you have to be taking care of your people, and you have to be meeting deadlines. And it can be really hard to balance your priorities when you're in this space in the middle trying to lead and manage, but also still be accountable to whoever it is above you that you need to be accountable to. Often you have all of the responsibility for the results, but you don't necessarily have the authority you need to make changes to the organization to make things better. At the same time, you have to care for your team Because you're the one that knows them, right? Likely your CEO or your board of directors doesn't know the person who's working for you or below you trying to get the thing done that balances the budget and works the bottom line for the top guy. There's a huge disconnect and you are in the middle. How do we lead from that middle space? Today, we're going to cover three things, three things you have to do, you have to know, and you really have to do from that middle ground. One, you have to be an effective communicator. Two, you need to know what to give and what to take. And three, you need to influence. So let's dive in. First thing we're going to talk about is effective communication. And realistically, from a middle management position, you have to know two languages. 
And I say two languages because you need to know what your senior leaders are talking about and how to talk to them. And you have to know what your team is talking about and how to talk to them. And you have to be able to effectively translate between the two. Because the senior leaders aren't likely talking to your team, right? So you need to be able to effectively communicate between them. When you're learning the language and talking the language of a senior leader, you need to be able to talk vision. What is the vision, the overarching ideal of the organization? Where are you guys going? The strategy, right? So in very broad terms, the strategy is how you're going to get there. You have to know the policy. So what does by the book look like, right? And these are all very broad concepts that oftentimes don't translate well down to that team worker B level. So when you're talking with your team, you need to be able to talk systems. You need to know the how, like how is this thing going to work? We have this mission or this vision, but we need these systems in place and this is how they work. This is our part of that pie and how we carry it out. At the same time, you have to be able to explain the why and that big picture because people are more effectively going to work toward a goal if they understand that goal. So you need to be able to take that senior leader vision and that strategy and break it down to what's important to your team and put it into achievable steps. So if the vision of an organization is something, for example, like Bill Gates had planned, right? A computer on every desk in every home. That was the original vision of Microsoft. That's a pretty lofty goal, right? So how do you as middle management go back to your design team or your sales team or your uh, technical team and explain what that means? So it would be a, a computer on every desk in every home, right? And if you're on the sales team, you need to explain to your team how we're going to market to the everyday American. We're not just going to market to big businesses, right? Because that's how we, as a sales team, carry out that vision. If you are on that tech team and middle management, you're going to bring back, we need to make this thing user-friendly, that's how we're going to get this on every desk in every house in America, right? So putting it into systems and a, a, an achievable step, that how, but still explaining how it fits into the big picture. These are the two languages you have to know, and you have to be able to speak them both to both groups. You are more or less in charge of closing that gap, that gap between the strategic and the, the ground truth. So the second thing we need to know after we figure out how to effectively communicate in our two languages is we need to know what to give and what to take. And by that, I mean, if you are a good leader, and perhaps you've heard me say this before, you need to push praise and take responsibility. Most of the time, 
as a leader in the middle, you are not going to get all the credit you might think you deserve. And I would argue that that's not a bad thing. A good leader, a really truly good leader, when they get feedback, negative feedback in particular, they're going to take responsibility for that. So if my boss at work says, hey, Sarah, you did X, Y, and Z wrong, I'm going to say, yep, absolutely, sir. I understand. I take full responsibility for that. Even though maybe I'm not the one that screwed it up in the first place, I'm still going to take responsibility for that. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't then go back to my team and say, hey, guys, I got this feedback. Here's what we need to do to be better in the future. This is how we can fix this issue. It it doesn't mean I don't use it as a teaching moment. What it means is I don't go, yeah, but Joe did that and it wasn't my fault. Because my boss doesn't care. My boss might not even know who Joe is. My boss knows that I'm the one that answers to him. And if my team screwed up, I screwed up. Because I didn't properly check it or I didn't uh, look at it before it went out, right? So we need to take responsibility And similarly, we need to push praise. So if my boss has, hey, Sarah, you did a really great job on such and such project. I'm not going to go, gee, thanks. And go and brag to my team that, oh, Mr. Such and Such says I did a really good job and, and I'm such a great leader. Because again, likely, I'm not the one that worked that product in the first place. You need to push that praise down and I would argue do it publicly. Celebrate those wins. Uh, I know we've talked about that before, but if somebody on your team does something really well and they're recognized or the team is recognized, call them out. Let them know like, hey, you did a really good job. Senior leadership took notice of this. I'd say even take it a step further. And when your leadership says, Hey, you guys did a really good job on this. Say, you know what? It was Joe that did it. Joe worked that project. He worked really hard. He stayed late uh, three days last week and came in early twice to make sure that it was to standard um, and it was exactly what the customer needed. That's going to make you look good, right? Side benefit. But it's also going to make Joe look good and it's going to give Joe a sense of pride. And with pride comes better work. It comes more praise. It comes more experience, right? So push the praise, take responsibility. And again, if you're not getting credit, that's okay. It's not your job to get credit. It's your job to get results. And if you're consistently getting results, that's what you as a mid-level leader need to be focused on because that is what your senior leadership is going to recognize in you. Your team consistently got results. That's because it had a good leader. So we have to know our two languages. We push praise, take responsibility. And number three, we have to influence. And a lot of time people think that influence is something that we have outward or to our subordinates. But it's not just influence down the chain. You also have to influence up the chain. 
we talk about closing that gap with the languages, but we also need to make sure that we're communicating, uh, specifically when we're influencing up our chain. We need to manage expectations. So if you are given a deadline, say X project needs to be done by close of business Friday, and that is not a manageable deadline, you need to be able to effectively communicate and influence up to your senior leadership why that's not possible and ask for that extension. Um, You know, maybe it's not granted. Maybe it is an absolute hard no shit deadline. But if you aren't trying to influence that and trying to manage those expectations, you're not doing a very good job at advocating for your team. You need to also use your influence up your chain to acquire the resources that your team is going to need to adequately do their jobs. So if that project that is due by close of business Friday requires extra hours, you can advocate for overtime or you can advocate for uh, comp time or swing schedules or help from another team. You have to be able to acquire resources, if it's financial resources, if it's time resources, if it's technical or personnel resources, you need to be able to influence your leadership so that you can get what your team needs. You really, really need to be an advocate for them because most likely they aren't going to be talking to the senior leadership. The senior leadership, without you, that middle leader, is not going to know what that project requires. Because again, they're looking at vision and strategy, broad concepts. They don't know necessarily the systems or the how. They don't know those base steps. They might say you need to complete this, but they don't know that it's 182 steps to complete that one project. They might not know it's that hard. Sometimes they might not know it's that easy. So you need to be able to advocate for your team and explain the how. Not in excruciating technical detail necessarily, though sometimes it may be required. But you need to explain in broad steps, like you are giving us a project that has a 96-hour deadline from now, but it is going to take us 72 hours to do the first step. And there's 34 steps. We need more time, right? So explain that how. Explain how the team actually functions. You also have to be able to influence down, right? Which is more often what we think of when we think of influence. So we need to influence training. If your team is working on a project, make sure they have the training that they need because that's going to give them opportunities to excel. Not just necessarily in that one place, but down the road as well. And you should always be looking for opportunities for them. Look for those opportunities for them to excel. Celebrate their wins. Because I know we've talked about this before. That's going to up their game, make them happier, make them want to work for you. Make them uh, have this sense of camaraderie and pride in their work. And it's going to be really good for your team and for your organization's bottom line. 
And then you also have to use that influence to keep the why at the forefront. Yes, your team may be focused on the how and those steps and what specifically technically they need to do to finish their job. But how does that flow into that big vision and that strategy? If you can keep that why at front and explain to them like our goal, again, we'll use the Microsoft example. The goal is to have a computer on every desk in every home in America. That might make the longer hours or the the late nights or whatever else it is that probably kind of sucks, that might make it a little bit better. If they understand that why and how they fit into the big picture. So there you have it. Three really simple things that you need to be able to do when you're leading from the middle. Now, it's not an all-inclusive list, but yeah, you need to know your two languages. You need to be effectively communicating with both your senior leaders and with your team, closing that communication gap in the middle. You need to be pushing praise, taking responsibility. Give away the good stuff, own the shit. And you need to be able to influence both up and down in your chain. When you're doing this, know your role, know your authorities, don't step out of line unless you're looking to get fired, but use your influence, use your voice to get your team and your leadership on the same page. So all of this said, and understanding that most of us probably find ourselves in middle management, we'll call it middle management, as a, as a mid-level leader, If you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company with no board of directors, more power to you. But for the vast majority of us, that isn't the case. So in closing, I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions. Just things to think on for the next couple of minutes or while you're in your next meeting, while you're working with your team, during your next senior leader meeting. But I would ask, what and how would your senior leaders say you're leading. How do they think you're doing at your job? Second question is, what would your team say? If you ask them the same question, how am I, how am I doing at my job? How am I leading? What would your team say? And is there a difference between what your leadership would say and what your team would say? If there is, we need to figure out how to close that gap. Because if your leadership thinks that you're great and your team thinks you're an asshole, something's off kilter, right? Something's something's out of whack and not quite in balance. On the flip side, if your team thinks you're absolutely great, but behind closed doors, your leadership is talking about firing you because you aren't getting stuff done to their standards. You need to realign your priorities. I'm not saying always prioritize the senior leadership and what they want, but learn how to lead from the middle so that you can be effective as a leader and as a follower. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.